This is Trigger Point, Episode 8. My name's Serena, and sitting across from me is, well, nobody at the moment. As mentioned in our previous episode, um, our recording went a little too long, so we've had to split the audio into multiple episodes. Um, We originally thought that we could get this done in two episodes, but we got a little bit too enthusiastic about Beauty and the Beast, and so we had to split that into its own episode for next month. Um, So this month would be about Book of Mormons, and it'll be a slightly shorter episode. Um, But I promise you that we'll make up for it um, when we start talking about uh, Beauty and the Beast in June. Yeah. Um, So to keep this intro short, here's part two. So one of the other um, musicals we've watched... (laughs) <laughs> yeah, we seem to be watching a lot of musicals lately. <laughs> the next two hours of musicals. Yeah. Um, but Book yeah. of Mormons. <laughs> okay, we're going to talk about... Uh, with Book of Mormons... Uh, uh, we bought Book of uh, the tickets for Book of Mormons a long time ago. Yes. Uh, way before it came to Melbourne. We, like, bought, we it, bought it a year ago. Yeah. Over a year ago. Um, in, in contrast to Kikibus, which we knew nothing about, um, well... I, at least with Book of Moments, we know certain things about it. Like, yes. I knew that it was a, a, a Tony Award winning, winning musical. Musical. Um, we knew it was a, making fun of Mormons in yeah, a way. Yeah. Yeah. When, uh, look, uh, and that's a, that's a difference. I think with Kinky Boots, the title doesn't tell you anything. Book yeah. of Mormons, you kind of know what know it what it's about, and we also know that it was written by the people who wrote South Park. Yes. So. Going into this, there was arguably a lot more expectations yes. from it. No, not for me. I, I actually didn't expect too much of it because mm. um, I like South Park, but I wasn't a big fan of it per se. Um, I I also sometimes have an issue with, with uh, parody shows when they're making fun of certain things. Uh-huh. I, I don't know how... Well, I'll take it sometimes. Right. <laughs> um, so, so I wasn't, I wasn't, I didn't go in with a huge expectation. Sure. I was, but I was expecting it to be funny. Okay. So I, I, I was expecting it to be a very funny comedic show. That that was my expectation. Okay. Whereas I only knew about the Book of Mormons because I watched the Tony Awards because I love Neil Patrick Harris and I watched every single one of the Tony Awards where he was hosting. Mm. And in one of them, they had the um, opening song for uh, Book of Mormons in there, like the song Hello. Hello. And I loved that song, Mm. right? And it was after hearing that song that I found out that all those other things about the show, right, that was made by the people who made South Park and all that stuff. Now, I don't like South Park. I never really watched it. Their kind of humour was not something... um, like bodily fluid humor is not something I appreciate. Um, but when I heard that song, when I saw the the premise, I thought that that song was what the rest of the show would be like. That kind of humor, I'm okay with. Taking a taking a, hit, a t- well, you know, making making fun of religion, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I'm fine with that. Um, and it wasn't stupid funny. Mm. Like the lyrics in that song was very well done. Yeah. Like there was a part where you know. Uh, you know, you have all these. The, the song "Hello" was all these pe- Mormon, uh, you know, ringing doorbells trying to sell their religion, yeah. and 
there was this one part where one of the characters like, oh, you're not interested? Okay, see you in hell. And the other character's like, hey now, <laughs> you know, don't do that. That's not what you're supposed to do. But it was funny for me because I do know some uh, uh, religious people, uh, like I have some friends who are religious who do believe that if you don't believe in their religion, yeah. you will go to hell, mm. right? And I can imagine why, you know, if you reject their religion, why they would say, yeah, okay, fine, don't believe me then. I'll see you in hell. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I find that kind of funny. And I also like how they made fun of the fact that they say, you know, when they say hello, there was one part where they actually stretched out the hello. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. you thought that they were talking about hell. And yeah. it was, it was, I liked that. Yeah. And I thought the rest of the show was like that. Yeah, in that vein. <laughs> yeah. So I was looking forward to it. I had high expectations of it from that song mm. because I thought, okay, it doesn't matter if it's made by the people who made South Park. If they were able to write this song, mm. Perhaps this show would, um, uh, a, you know, would be a, a step above yeah. South Park, at yeah. least with humor-wise. Mm. Um, and I do remember watching a little bit of South Park where they did make fun of Mormons, mm. you know, and where they made that song about how Mormon as a religion is um, how it came to be. Um, so I thought it was just an extension yeah. of that. Um, so what did you find about <laughs> the show? <laughs> because of my expectations. Because of the fact it was a Tony Award-winning show, the last Tony Award-winning show I watched was Once, mm. and I really liked Once. Mm. Uh, the music, not so much because it's not of the kind of type of music that I like, but I still enjoyed it. Mm. So when I watched this, um, I found that I thought that to win a Tony, not only does the music have to be good, not only does the acting have to be good, and the costume have to be good, the storyline should also be good. Mm. And unfortunately, um, the musicals were good. Some of them were funny. You know, I really like Hello. I still love Hello here. Um, some of the ones like, was it uh, Me and You? but more You me, but mostly me. But mostly me was funny. Yeah. Um, but some of the more serious songs... Yeah. When I was watching this, uh, the storyline was forgettable mm. uh, because I already knew what the ending would be like, right? <laughs> when you have people lying about, okay, s sorry, the ending did not end the way I thought it would end yeah. <laughs> in the sense that I thought that the character who lied the whole way through <laughs> would get his one-up, like he would get his um, punishment. <laughs> in this show, they pretty much said, it doesn't matter if you lie as mm. long as you do it with good intentions yeah. in a way. Mm. And uh, the the person who lied was also the character who was kind of clueless <laughs> and kind of um, idiotic in a mm. way. And this show seems to prove that line of God protects children and fools because he was the fool and he just coasted yeah. through the show. Um, so that was the thing that I wasn't able to guess. Uh, but apart from that, I wasn't interested in any of the characters. I didn't care how they've ended up, how they'll end up. I don't care about any growth that they'll have because in a way it's kind of like um, Seinfeld. Like you can expect that no matter how terrible they are as people or how good they are as people, it, they'll end up where they started mm. in a way. So when you had serious songs about these characters singing about their dreams and hopes, when you have this poor African uh, woman who th felt that this these people who are telling her about this new religion will be taking her to Salt Lake City, Salt Lake City <laughs> um, for, for paradise, you know. When she's singing that song, I don't care yeah. because I think she's a fool, yep. right? Like she was lied to. She thinks this is going to happen 
and I can't see any good coming from this. So I'm like, okay, just if I take this seriously, I'm going to feel sad, mm. right? Because nothing's good going to happen. If I don't take this seriously, then this song is boring. Yeah. Move it along and I want to see the next funny bit. So in that sense, I was really disappointed by the show because I'm like, I don't really care about what you're saying. Like mm. the songs are serious. I don't care. Yeah. When you're having a dialogue, it's just this person lying and I'm just waiting for the moment where he gets found out. Yeah. <laughs> um, the only things I care about was the funny songs and yeah. there weren't enough of those. Well, I think, yeah, I, I totally agree with that part. Like I, as I said, I didn't watch this show with a, with a huge expectation, but I did mm. expect it to be very funny. Mm. And I kind of felt that it didn't even do that very mm. well. Like, sure, it had funny bits in it. Yeah. It had funny parts in it, but it wasn't as if... It, looked, it had no more funny bits than I would say, like, Kinky Boots had funny bits in it mm. as well. Like, in, in contrast to, you know, a musical that had funny elements, yep. I, want, I was expecting this to be a comedy. Yeah but with musical elements. Yeah. But it didn't do that. No. It, it, it was it was more a musical with comedic elements, but then it kind of Most failed. Most musicals have comedic but yeah, elements. But then it failed as a musical to begin with. Yes. Because it doesn't, like the story was, as you said, forgettable. Yeah. It was, it was funny how they kind of explained that, yes, all religion at the end of the day is, you know. A lie. A lie. Well, <laughs> As long as it gives you hope, it's a good lie. Yeah, and, and I'm not sure how I. Like, Feel oh, I'm that. not. I'm not a religious person to begin with. But even I felt like oh, I don't know how other people who are religious would see that. <laughs> um, and yeah, like I just felt like if it was going to be a comedy, then it needed to be more funny. Like yeah, needed, especially since I was expecting. Um, uh, I, I was talking to Serena's um, fiance. Uh, in the middle of the show, like, I was like, okay, end of the first act. We're like, okay, it's now got the, it's now got the premises there. We're going to work with this premise. Both, both of us were thinking, okay, now it's going to go ape Yeah. Now it's going to, now like, it's going to go South Take Park-ish, the piss of everything. everything. And it didn't. It kind of just coasted along as how the first act did as well. And so I, I kind of felt like it didn't do enough like if it was going to yeah. be a show that was going to kind of uh you know taking the piss out of everything then you need it needed to do it over the top so I, much to the fact that you can't take it seriously and therefore it was funny but i see i think one of the reasons is because of the setting so supposedly these two mormon boys because they were boys right mm. They, they were went, 19. Yeah. They, <laughs> they went... 35-year-old, <laughs> 19-year-old. Um, they went to Africa mm. to try to um, convert yep. people. I think the setting was a bit too serious. Yeah. Like when you have warlords shooting people in the head, when, they ha- when you have warlords cutting women's private parts... <laughs> um. I think there's a line that you can't really cross, and I think that's the thing. Mm. They didn't cross it. Yeah, yeah. Right? They they put the setting there, and they're like, oh, you know, it'd be really funny if we made it so that we made fun of all this stuff. Yes. But then I think while but, they were writing it, they realized, no, you, we shouldn't. But and, then I felt like then, like, because South Park did that, and that's why I was expecting it to do that. Because like, South Park did cross those lines, and they didn't give a shit about it. But you see, I don't think South Park needed the investment. No. 
right? No. And probably some of the investors pulled it. Who knows? I, no, I don't, yeah, know. We don't, I don't know. know. Yeah, we don't know. But um, yeah, they they didn't cross the line. Yeah. The, they they do mention like they, they did kind of make light of the whole oh cutting women's private parts and yeah. all that kind of stuff in a song that was inside the show. Yeah. Right. Um, but it wasn't enough, I reckon, to mm. kind of make you to to make me kind of pull out and and, and just see it as like a comedy like no. yeah because yeah. at the i always felt that there was this underlying truth to all of this and it kind yeah. of felt uncomfortable, uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah because when they were saying how one of the guys he was going to rape babies because they believe that um you need to sleep uh, if you have aids yeah that's you had to you... sleep with a virgin to get rid of aids yeah and because they ran out of virgins yeah. they are now turning to babies yeah that was Sure, shock value, a little funny, yeah. but the, then you kind of realize, wait, this is actually yeah. kind of real, yeah. and um, they didn't go so far overboard that you forget that. Yeah, they they yeah. because they hedged it. Mm. They they kind of like they towed the line. Yeah, so you kind of realize they were towing the line, and then you can't help but being reminded during the whole show, this is real. How are they going to solve this? Yeah, right, because this is a real real issue and these two mormon guys can't possibly yeah, solve it <laughs> solve it and in the end they don't right no. it's like they give them hope to face these situations yeah. i mean the only funny song like i the, the song that i liked apart from hello in this show was the one where you had the whole african village singing about how they um yeah, life sucks, but so all you can do is sing a certain phrase. And you <laughs> Which, have the whole village singing a certain phrase, and you kind of know this is coming. Uh, the two Mormon boys were singing along, happy, happy as they were. And then they kind of realized, wait, what, what does the phrase mean? <laughs> and you realize that the whole f- village was pretty much telling God to go F off. Yeah. And um, that was pretty much as close to crossing the line yeah. as the show really kind of got. Yeah. Right? Like, the, to be offensive, they kind of like, oh, yeah, this is offensive. Telling God to F off is offensive. Uh, yeah. I, I, I think that's, yeah, I think that's why I kind of felt disappointed in the show in the, in the sense that if it was trying to be offensive, it didn't go offensive enough. Yep. If it was trying to be you know, just a normal show, it also failed as a normal musical show because the story was incoherent. Uh, and um, so, The music was only so-so. Uh, in saying that, um, I had a lot of issue when I first watched the show because I, I had this inkling that none of the music seems to flow. I, I felt like the music was really disjointed, as in each song was in its own, like each song was. There's no of, elements that kind of flow through every yeah, single so song. Yeah, so like in general musicals, you can always hear if it's written by the same composer, and usually it is. You can hear the train of thought, mm. and you can hear motifs that kind of runs throughout the show. Mm. And, and and this is why I like musicals. I like hearing that uh, that kind of bridging music that kind of ties the whole show together. I like those, and there was none of that in here. So I felt slightly uh, disappointed in that. Now, in hindsight, um, when I read about it, I realized that um, uh, what the musician, what, what the what uh, composer uh, mm-hmm. tried to do was that every song in the show was actually a parody of a different show. Yeah. 
um, which made a lot of sense because it is kind of a... The whole show so was a parody. The yeah. whole show was a parody. And so, for example, the, the song You and Me, but mostly me, was a, a, a kind of a rip-off uh, of Wizard, The Wizard and I and Defying Gravity in you Wicked. Wicked, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So it had... And when I listened to it, I, I could hear it. I can hear that music. I can hear that particular song in this song. And it worked really well because for that particular instance, that's where it would have worked in this show. Yeah. And so I thought, oh, that's actually really clever of doing it. Yeah. In saying that, though, I'm not quite sure how much I should read upon these things before I can enjoy a show. Yeah, like if we we both went in without reading too much about uh, Book of Mormons before watching Book of Mormons, and therefore we didn't know this. Is it is it is it fair for the for the show runners or the or the or the creator to expect people to? have read about it or to know this going in to say, hey, this is clever. That's why this song sounds like this or why this is the way it is. Because if it doesn't stand by itself, then how... Like, sure, you can always say, okay, metadata should be something that enhances your experience and and make something even better than what it is. But at the end of the day, the original product is what's shown to us. Right, mm. that's what's given to me. Yeah, on on face value, how much? Uh, if I can't appreciate it by itself, by itself, unless I have these other information, then is it still a good product? I I don't yeah. really feel that that's the case. Mm. I don't think I don't think it's fair on me to have to do all these research and information before I can enjoy, oh, that's a really clever way. I, I, I give the other example, for example, in in Wicked, every song in Wicked I love. like yeah. and, and the music was brilliant in Wicked. In saying that, I realized that in one of the bridges in Wicked was actually a direct ripoff of um, Somewhere Over the Rainbow. The oh. first seven, oh, I don't know if you've asked. No, I didn't in, know. In, in, in Wicked, uh, Wednesday... When when Alphabet goes unlimited, yes, da, 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 that seven notes yep. is somewhere over the rainbow, somewhere over the, and then right. it changes because seven notes is the maximum you can copy before it infringes copyright. Ah, okay, okay, yep. They they so Stephen Schwartz very cleverly used that in the bridge, right? Okay. On a, but as a as a standalone song, it was still a brilliant song. Yes, it's just that now that I realised that that seven notes was a direct rip of somewhere over the rainbow. In you know, in respects to um, Wizard of Oz, it just made it that much better. Yes, that's what I would say is a good use of metadata in the sense that this original product was brilliant. Yeah. Now that I knew something more about it, it made it even better. Yes. Whereas I think I feel in Book of Moments. If I'd, you didn't know the if information, if I didn't know that information, it wouldn't have been that great of a song to, begin, a song with. to begin with. And I think that's the issue I have. So, I yeah, look, I, I enjoyed some of the songs in the show. Some of the show was funny. You know? Yeah, yeah. Um, I think if they didn't win the Tonys, if I didn't go in thinking, oh, this is a Tony winning award-winning show, if it wasn't touted as such, if I didn't buy the ticket a year in advance mm. because everyone was buying the tickets, right? Like, I, I have a feel. I was wondering if I didn't know all this, if I bought the ticket a week beforehand, I probably would have enjoyed the show a lot more. Uh, but at the same time, if I didn't buy the ticket a year in advance, I might not have gotten a seat. 
Um, so all this hype, I think, was not. It was not to the benefit of the show. <laughs> I guess, um, in 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 saying that the. Uh, didn't the we other, Google? Yeah, who, the other the other shows that it was in contention with that year wasn't particularly strong, though. Yeah. Um. Although, look, um, the other show that it was in contention with was uh, Catch Me If You Can, uh-huh. and I actually really liked. That I haven't show. seen that yet. No. Uh, it's not a it's not a show that most people. Uh, it's not a it's not a very well liked show uh-huh. in the sense that the critics wasn't particularly favorable to it uh but i felt that it was a much better show overall here's the thing right uh book of mormons is a very american show right yeah. because mormons is a very american religion yeah uh the the whole premise of it is that the, the christianity had a third part <laughs> and it was based in america yeah and i could see how for americans that would be more uh uh, more relevant and that might be why they won Tony's as well like oh they're being offensive to a religion that is pretty much is pretty you know popular in the country maybe um, they uh, it's kind of like Hamilton right mm, mm. I am hearing a lot of oh, yeah. things about Hamilton yeah. I, I mean I like the music I in Hamilton I've brought the CD I haven't listened to it okay um <laughs> And when I go to America in a couple of months, I don't know whether I want to go watch it or not. Really? The- totally go watch it. <laughs> but have to I, go watch it. <laughs> I will. Okay. Here's the thing. I want to watch it, hmm. but I don't know whether I want to watch it before I've read American history. Oh, right. Because I know nothing hmm. about any of the things that goes on in the show. Yeah. And again, it's one of those situations. It's so hyped up. Mm. But it's so hyped up by an American audience mm. because this is written for an American audience. Yeah. Yeah. So if I go there with this expectation of, my God, this is an award-winning show that won so many awards. Oh, my God, I'm going to go and really, you know. And then I go and sit in there and like, I have no idea who these people are. <laughs> I don't know what the events are. Like, if they don't explain it enough in the show for people who are not Americans, mm. if I, am I going to just sit there with a question mark? Am I going to watch this like Le Mis? <laughs> Not saying that Le Mis was not a good show. It's just I didn't really care about <laughs> the revolution that they were talking about. Not to mention it wasn't really one of the big revolution revo- revolutions anyway. Um, but like, you know, is it going to be one of those situations where it was hyped up? That's why it won, right? Because of the topic, because of the uh, uh, the premise, mm. as opposed to whether it was a good show or not. It was, mm. oh my God, it's about Mormons. And oh my God, this is about, the, the you know, Hamilton. Yeah. Whereas I've never heard of Hamilton prior to the show. <laughs> yeah. Right? Um, so I don't know whether I want to go and watch it because I don't want to be disappointed. Right. Right? So, but I, but I, in, in that respect, isn't that a good... Isn't that a better judgment then? Because I, I'm not... like You're not going to it with this, with this knowledge. Rose-coloured glasses? Yeah, because like, I feel like sometimes a lot of shows are given props or nods just because of, as you said, the topic that they're touching upon yep. or, um, or or similar. Whereas as a standalone show, does it still stand up to uh, the expectation of a brilliant show? Yeah. Uh, and look, Kinky Boots also won 
Best Musical yep. for, uh, I can't remember which year, but it won Best Musical. And I can totally see that because after mm. having known nothing about it and watching, I said, yeah, definitely. This mm. is definitely an award-winning musical. Yep. Um, I, I don't know if that's a better judgment of it. Would that be a better judgment of it? Do you think it's... do? Do you feel it should be necessary to... No, no. Um, okay, I understand what you're saying. And yes, uh, it would be good to go and watch it without any of this baggage, without any of these preconceptions and knowledge of the history and all that stuff. Um, what I'm saying here is, if I'm going to go to New York and I can only watch one musical, um, do I want to go and watch a musical where I'm going to be critical about... Um, and seeing the truth of whether this show is worth winning the Tony Awards or whether I should go and watch, I don't know, go and watch Phantom again because I haven't watched Phantom. I don't know what the Phantom is showing, but I haven't watched Phantom since I was 15, mm. right? And when I was 15, I really loved the show and I want to watch it again. Mm. And if it's available in New York, yeah, yeah, yeah. why would I not want to watch that, Yeah, right? I'll just wait for Hamilton, Hamilton to come to Melbourne, mm. right? Uh, because it doesn't matter. By that point, whether I see the original, because yeah, yeah. you know, if it's good, it's going to stay still be good when it gets here. Yeah. If it's yeah. not good, then when it gets here, it's still not going to be good, and I'll get to watch it with you, and we go both bag it when when we see it. <laughs> um, it's, it's, so we, 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 we don't always bag stuff. <laughs> no, no, not always. Just <laughs> we, we, sometimes like, we, we we talk about good stuff as well. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we just talked about kinky boots, uh, but you know, that's what I meant. Like, yeah, if yeah, I'm going to enough. to New York, you know, so that's what I mean. But um, in saying that, I really should start. Looking online, yeah, no, let's just see what shows are available. You know, <laughs> with two months left. I don't think there's much seats. Yeah, exactly. Available for some of these shows. Yeah. Mm. But um, yeah. So I, I felt like, like me personally, mm. knowing that this musical was also in contention with Catch Me If You Can, mm. I much prefer Catch Me If You Can. I, I like the music a lot better. I like the storyline a lot better. Mm. Well, then again, we all know the storyline of Catch Me If You Can. But I felt. It was a better show overall. It was a better musical overall. I think the the part where that fell down was that Book of Mormons was probably more... Uh, it was more for an audience that doesn't watch musicals. Yeah, I, I can see For people that. who don't like musicals, they can still enjoy Book of Mormons for its fun factor. Yep. Um, whereas like, you know, show like Catch Me If You Can is for musical theatre people okay. that likes musical theatre. Okay. Um, and they will enjoy that show a lot more. Um, so for me, as I said, I like Catch Me If You Can uh, a lot more. Here's, here's a question for Catch Me If You Can. Uh, because recently I've been watching some musicals, like, okay, book, uh, sorry, Kinky, not Kinky Beats, what am I thinking about? Like The King and I, or Aladdin, or um, uh, uh What's the one with the umbrella again? Uh, Mary Poppins. Yeah, Mary Poppins. Thank you. Um, I've already watched the movie. I already know the story. And now I go and watch the um, musical, Broadway. And I find with all of them, there are moments where I'm like, I already know what's going to happen next. Mm. Can we move it along? Yeah. Right? There's... A, there's, there's... I, think, I think there's... The, the difference, though, is with some of those like Aladdin, yeah. like The King and I, like Mary Poppins... The, the song was already in the original show, in right. the movie. Mm-hmm. Catch Me If Camp was a movie. Right. This is now a musical. 
Every right, song is okay. different. Right, every right. song is a new song. Like everything in it was specifically made for this show. Right. Um, and because of that, I don't have that issue. Mm, okay. Um, and they do kind of change the story slightly. Okay. To the point, well, not 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 to the point where it changes the story, but it, it makes it more. It makes it a little more musical. Was it a book? Huh? Was Catch Me. If you can, no, I think it was just based on the real life of uh, oh, okay. Ab- uh, that con man. <laughs> yeah, okay. Yeah. Um, so I-, I love the musical show, right? Um, so yeah, <laughs> okay, okay. So I, I do, yeah, I don't have that issue because um, unlike some shows where I already know the songs, yeah, um, I don't know the songs of this show. Right. I can kind of you know enjoy it. I don't have that feeling of okay, I know about this. I know what's going to happen. Let's move on. Yeah. Like like like. The story, I still know what's going to happen, mm. but how they tell it is then slightly different to how the movie was done. Yeah. So in that way, it was good. Um, final thing about Book of Mormons, I want to say is, uh, I really, really hated the Elder Price in the Melbourne version of the show. Could not stand the guy. His voice was whiny and nasally. Uh, he felt I felt uncomfortable every time he sang, and this was so noticeable that it detracted so much f- from the music for me. Anyway, um, the reason I say this is because um, having, having listened to the original recording now, um, I love the song uh, "You and Me," but mostly me. I love that song. It's yep. funny. It's it takes the piss. Uh, it's also based on Define Gravity, which I love in the first place. So yeah. everything was going through it. And the original uh, recording, the guy who sings this, was brilliant. Um, he sounds so much, com- he sounds so comfortable in, 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 in the setting. Our Elder Price just detracted all of that from me. I could not hear the song because I'm constantly focused on his voice. And like, <laughs> you're not really reaching that note. Can you please stop? Like, I, I felt every time he reaches those notes, I'm like, you're like squealing and screaming and it's just not <laughs> comfortable. And I don't care if this song is good. You're, I just can't listen to it. And I had a big issue with that. On the other hand, on the flip side, I love Elder Cunningham in our production. Um, I felt I liked his portrayal of it rather than, rather than the original recording. Okay. Um, Josh Gad, which was the original uh, Elder Cunningham... I thought he was too. I don't know how to say it. I just, I just didn't like his portrayal of it. I, I liked in in the Australian production, he was not the fat kid that kind of everyone didn't like. He was just a kind of like a nerdy, a bit too over enthusiastic. Yeah, yeah. I liked his portrayal of it, and I liked his voice a lot better. Mm. Um. So it was funny, just like in, in like compared to the original recording where I loved Elder Prize and hated Elder Cunningham in in the Australian production, it's the vice, it's the opposite. <laughs> but yeah. So, in other words, even if they made an Australian recording of this, you wouldn't like it. No. And you listen to American recording, you still don't like it. Because... I know, right? I, it's like if I can help it, I would like swap certain parts of like the show <laughs> to make one that I love to like. <laughs> 
mix because, and match your because cast. Because it was really jarring. Like, no, to be fair though, I would always take the original re- recording over the Australian one though. For this show. For this show. Just yeah. because I can't stand the Australian Elder Price. Oh God, okay. It, it got to the point where like every time he opened his mouth, I was like ready to like cover my ears. Oh wow. Like I could not stand him. In that was, sense, just, I, was it just I, me? Yeah. Was it just me? Like I, I don't actually remember um, hating his voice because I don't remember much of the show. <laughs> it was really like a, okay, it, like every time they sang, it was like okay, waiting for the next funny bit, waiting for the next funny bit, <laughs> and then the funny bit was over, and like yeah, it was kind of funny. Oh, uh, now we have another song, and some songs were funny. Some songs were way too much like. Uh, hope, grand hopes, <laughs> my dreams. This is what's going to come up next. My dream. You know, it was a very. There was a lot of like. Um. um uh, it was like all those compilations of all those movies or musicals where you have the character singing, uh, like the Little Mermaid, and how she's singing about how she wishes that she was on land. Uh, like every single song was one of them singing about what they want to happen. Oh. The, uh, only song that didn't happen like that was that switch your emotion off song. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I really enjoyed that one, <laughs> uh, but it was also very uh, disturbing because <laughs> they were talking about the situations in which they were turning switching off their emotions, and it was just wrong. Uh, it was one of those moments where it's like, oh yeah, um, you're kind of reaching that line, you're towing that line. Yeah, but again, they didn't quite go far enough with it either. <laughs> no, <laughs> they didn't. It was uh, yeah. Again, it, it, that's the problem. It. If they went overboard, it probably wouldn't have jarred us as much. Yes. Because then we can just take the piss out of it. But because it kind of didn't yeah. go all the way, we kind of go like, oh, that was funny and disturbing. Yeah. And I think that was one of their thing too, is like, we want to let you know just how disturbing these situations are. Mm. So therefore, we're not going to take a full piss out of it. Mm. They, I think it was one of their their aim, right? To make you feel uncomfortable. And because of that, the show didn't end up being as funny as it was. Yeah. It just became uncomfortable. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So, yeah. Look, Book of Mormons, not a show that I I would recommend to people, un- unless I know that they enjoyed that type of thing. Um, it definitely wasn't what I... Well, then again, I wasn't expecting much of it, so... <laughs> I, I don't know whether I want to put a price on it, but it would be... If the show is going to be costing you $120, I wouldn't recommend you going watching it. If you can get a seat for 50 mm. yeah, mm, yeah. Yeah, right? It's an, it's an entertaining night out, yeah. I guess. Yeah. You know? um, but apart from... Yeah, I would, would recommend so many other shows. Yeah, like it, it's just that... If you want to watch like funny shows, there's a like better shows that's yeah that's, that that does comedy better. If you want to watch a musical, oh, there's so many more. So that's many better. musical that actually is a musical that would also be better than this. So, yeah. um, for me, yeah, it just didn't quite work. Yeah, I when you were saying how this is a show that was good for people who don't watch musicals mm. or don't like musicals, I don't know whether I want to recommend people. I don't want. I don't know whether I want to recommend this show as the first musical for people to watch. Yeah, that is also true because that, that, that's not what musicals are like. 